Hello. Hello, my friend. How you doing? Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. I'm your host with the most matchmaker dating coach, Kat Cantrell. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. I'm so excited. It's June. Uh, It was a long winter here in Iowa, here in the Midwest. I just feel like the cold, it was so weird. Like one week it was like in the forties and then the next week it was like in the nineties, no joke. And now we're like at a nice, like 75. It's so nice. I have the windows open, the breeze. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's like my favorite time and love is in the air. Connections are being made all over the place, which makes you super happy. Uh, truth be told. So I've been doing singles events since my very first one was February. So the agency, so I've been a dating coach for years, as you know, but then the agency, uh, I opened technically in January and I've been doing singles events since February. And I'm now proud to say that I'm responsible now since February. So just a couple of months, 18 first dates and three relationships. How about that? Mm -mm -mm -mm, Pat myself on the back. So the heart agency, matchmaking, dating, coaching, all of the things. We're here for you. I'm here for you. And speaking of speaking of me being here for you, guess what? So this is for my ladies only. Don't worry, gentlemen, some great things are coming your way. Don't you worry. But my free workshop's coming up June 16th at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time virtually. We're holding it virtually. We're going to talk about attachment theory. We're going to talk about attachment styles. We're going to talk about your attachment style. We're going to talk about the importance of knowing your attachment style, how this is preventing you from finding true love, how this attachment style is causing you to be in the constant push and pull of relationships, how to decide whether or not it's a true connection or if it's your anxiety or if it's the endorphins that are kicking in, the dopamine. We're going to cover all of this. And the reason why you need to know your, and just to kind of give you more of a breakdown, your attachment style is how you perceive and respond to intimacy physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, and you can see how knowing this information, knowing this type of information about not only your style, but other styles can put amazing tool in your toolbox as you're navigating through this insane world of dating, which I know it is. This is why I'm doing the work that I'm doing. So go to theheartagency.com. Up at the top, it says workshop, register, register, register. I can't wait to see you. I'm super excited about it. So Make sure and check that out. And have so many different singles events that are coming up. So you're here locally. Please make sure and come and follow me over on Facebook. Um, all of them are listed there. And guess what? I'm bringing it back. Game for love is coming back October 8th here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I'm looking for contestants because I'm going to share something with you. I can, we can sit down and have a chat. I feel like I need a cocktail. Maybe I need to start making a cocktail on these. Uh, <laughs> Cause I've, I haven't even shared. I have my like globe bar that Brian bought me for my birthday. Cause my birthday was last month and it's a globe that from 1970 that opens up into a bar. I feel like I need to be making cocktails as I have these conversations with you. But, oh my gosh, I totally lost my train of thought. Where was I, where was I going with that? Oh, I know what I was going to tell you because we're friends, right? So I can tell you these things. My ultimate goal of this game show is to have it as like a Netflix show. 
to do like a docu-series. So I take this show and I travel from city to city. So if you're listening to this in a city where you're like, oh my God, I would love for Kat to bring this show here. Will you let me know? Will you contact me? Because I would love to help to bring connection and bring some fun and some excitement back to dating lives for your local singles. So I am looking for singles. I will make sure we are going to do a casting call for both men and women. So please stay tuned. And most likely we'll have that the end of August, beginning of September ish. So stay tuned for all of that, for all of that. All right. (laughs) So, uh, I have two questions for you today. One was brought to me on Instagram and the other one I actually, um, had in person and I want to address both of these. Uh, they're, Coincidentally, they're both kind of talking about the second, third date because we do a really good job on this show talking about dating, awareness, going into dates. But what happens in that like second date to third date, like in that area? Because as a matchmaker, I do believe that you need to give it a three full dates in order to really be able to judge and end and have more of an understanding of who this person is. Because first date, we get the jitters out. Second date, we start to really get more comfortable, be a little bit more vulnerable. And then definitely by the third date, I feel like the the deeper questions get asked and there's more of a connection, whether you know it's going to be a yes or no. So both of these questions that I'm bringing to you today have to do with that in-between between second and third date. So here we go. Are you ready? All right. So dear matchmaker, in my relationships past, I was the one who did all of the planning. I want someone to be able to take the initiative and to be more assertive. The guy that I'm currently seeing, the guy that I've been seeing is the, I'm always the one who asks him out. I want, I want him to make the next move, but I don't know how to do that. Signed, ready for change. So this is a woman who actually came into my office. We had a conversation about, and I, so I, let me just give you some context so you know a little bit more. So she um, had met uh, one of these, um, she had met this, this gentleman at one of my events and they have been slowly seeing each other and they've, they've been on a couple of like dates and she, based off of her previous relationships, she really wants someone who is going to take the initiative and be able to ask her out, which I completely understand, right? If you're the one who's showing up on a consistent basis and they're not exactly, is that exactly, <laughs> exactly showing up the way that you're showing up, you want to give them space and to be able to take a back, take a step back and go, okay, I've been showing up like this. Let's see if they can show up and match my energy. Right. So if you're the one who's been guiding and you're the one who's been asking them out and you want someone to show enough interest in you, how do you do that without like forcing it? Right. So how is it that you allow someone to how is it that you take a step back, release the reins for just a moment? Don't be and not have to control it. Right. Is what I mean by that. And give them the space to where they can move forward and they can show up. Because sometimes we hold on to things so tightly that it doesn't give the other person space to show up, to take the initiative. 
And so this is a conversation that I had with her. And I think that there's like a checks and balances when you come to wanting someone who's going to be assertive, who's going to take charge, who's going to, and I hear this, this is a, this is a, something that I hear, especially from my older women, like women in their like forties and fifties is they've done so much in their lives, right? They're, they're the ones that they are the planners they are the ones that are navigating constantly with their children's lives. They are wanting so desperately to someone to come in and being like, you know what, I'm going to plan the date and I'm. (laughs) are you ladies going, hallelujah, gentlemen, take note. I want someone who's going to come in and plan the date and I don't have to plan it. Like I'm going to pick you up at this time and this is what we're going to do. And Brian does this with me. Sometimes he'll be like, Hey, I just need you to pack a bag. We're just going to take off. And he doesn't tell me where we're going. And there's like this sense of mystery and romance because ladies, even though gentlemen are like, well, because the dynamic of the jet, like everything has changed so much. Right. So I feel that sometimes men are afraid to take that initiative, but know that women do enjoy that. Like meaning if she's the one who's always been driving the dates, you can take the initiative and step up and do the arrangements and make the date for her. Right. So this is what I told her. Is that because they're texting each other back and forth? And I said, okay, so you're texting each other back and forth. The next time you send, send them a text, be like, you know what would be great? <laughs> I love texting back and forth, but you know what would be great if we can actually talk face to face. That's not based, that's not asking him out necessarily. That's telling him your intention because sometimes I feel like we're not clear with our intentions because the fear of rejection is real. It's, it's real. So when we put ourselves out there where we're like, do you want to go on the next date or do you want to go on the third date or do you want to see me again? That's a state of vulnerability that you're putting it out there to where there could be possibly the fear of rejection and nobody wants to be rejected, men or women. Nobody does. It doesn't feel good, right? So instead of doing this cat and mouse of trying to figure out what you feel about one another, someone needs to take the initiative. And so since she's been taking the initiative up to this point, I told her to give him basically that you want to see him face to face and to see what he does. If he comes forward and says, yes, great. What are you doing this weekend? I would love to see you face because that's telling him that you want to see him. This, I love texting back and forth. This is great, but you would be better if I can actually see you face to face. We can have this conversation face to face. So that's basically letting him know your intention, letting him know that you're interested, that you would like to see him again and seeing if he'll show up, if he'll be the one being like, yeah, great, let's get together at this time. If, and I, the, here's the thing, if you set that, if you set that and you, you're still not getting a response and it's still wishy-washy and you're wanting someone to show up, it's not necessarily that you, the thing is, is with her, it's not that you want, he, she wants someone who's assertive or who's going to take the initiative. She just wants someone to show up who's going to show that she ca- that he cares, that he's really, that he's interested in her so that she's not having to chase. You should never have to chase ever, ever. The whole like cat and mouse chasing each other around loop should not, that's not love. No one should be chasing. It's not a thing. It's not. So if you're in a, if you're in that second or third date 
or even the first date to second date and you feel like that you're constantly showing up and the person's not giving you straight answers and they're not willing to take it to the next level or willing to ask you out on that next date, then you're getting your answer. It's so exhausting to be the one who's constantly showing up and the other person is not meeting you to where you're at. So in this case, she's showing up. She's made the initiative the last couple of times. She's waiting for him to come back and whether or not his intention is there. Because here's the thing about chasing is that it's not your job to feed someone's ego. They shouldn't have to be fed. They should have enough confidence of who they are and how they show up, that they don't need their egos fed. And so what happens if you're the one who's constantly chasing someone and you're not getting a straight answer, or they're not asking you out or even like telling you or making plans for the next move, but you're constantly feeding them and like you're the one who's contacting them and you're the one who's constantly driving, that you're getting your answer. Because what's happening is that you're, that's basically what's happening is that you're feeding their ego. If nothing is coming out for, out of it and they're not showing up the way that you're showing up, then I think you're getting your answer. So there's my answer. So if you're the one who's constantly making the, the making uh, the initiative and you are wanting someone to show up the way that you are showing up, then it's okay to take a step back and give them enough of a, let them know that you're interested. Like don't play games, right? That's not what I'm saying. I don't want you to be playing games. Just let them know. I would love to see you face to face. That's not a game. That's being, that's being very, without asking for a date, that's letting them know that you're interested and seeing where they take it from there. Okay. So I know it's, it's difficult. It's a state of vulnerability. It's because sometimes we don't know want to know the answers. And so we stay in this like weird in between gray limbo period with people where there's never any closure and you deserve to have closure, whether they want to see you again uh, on a, you know, as a date or whether or not they want to be friends with you, you have the right to know all of that. You shouldn't have to be guessing and wondering. It's okay to be direct. It's okay. Meaning you don't have to be direct being like, I want someone who's more assertive and who's going to show up for me. That's not necessary. But if you, if you say, I would love to see you. I would love to have this conversation face to face. And they still kind of don't show up and they're not making the initiative to set something up. Then I think you're, you're getting your answer. Okay. I probably just said the same thing over and over again, but sometimes they say you have to look and see it some, see something seven times in order to really like have it, have it like click in. And I think, I don't know what I, I did hear a statistic about how many times you have to listen to something. Anyway, it doesn't matter. You're here. You're listening. I'm proud of you. So that's, that's my answer for her. Um, so I told her to give him that text and to let me know the next step. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right. So that's the first question. Okay. Next question. Dear matchmaker, I've been seeing this guy for three dates. Things have been going really well and we've had a connection on our third date. We, dis- we discussed each other's schedules and he told me that since our schedules don't align, that we might as well part as friends. So my question is, when do you bring up schedules? Signed, the Dancing House Mama. Okay. So 
more of this question. She, she had asked, uh, you know, do you bring this up on the first date? No, you don't bring up the first date. You do not want your first date to be a job interview. That's kind of like a job interview where it's like, let's get out our Google calendars and find out if we're in sync. Absolutely not. And one of the things that she had said was that since there was such a connection, she felt that there was such a strong connection and, uh, felt that everything was going well, that she didn't think that it was going to be an issue. And because he has two kids in college and he has one 16 year old and she, I, she's, she's a single mama of five. So she thought that it most likely wouldn't turn to be an issue and it ended up being an issue and he wants to part his friend. So here's, so here's what I have to say to you, dancing mama girl. Uh, first thing don't schedules. I think you did it. Absolutely. You are dead on. I think that again, this kind of coincides with my first question that, you know, third date is when you really start, you start to know more about a person and yeah, schedules are revealed during that time. And you've, here's the thing is that he's not your person. He wasn't going to be your person. If you have a true connection with someone and you want to take it to the next level. He's already carved out time in his schedule to see you already, right? So we know that your schedules do align enough for a connection. Now, without going into like deeper detail about what exactly that means that your, that your schedules don't align, I can only imagine, yeah, with your schedule with the kids and, but you're still carving out time right? You're still carving out time for dating. You're still carving out time to spend time with this person. So there is some alignment. There is some alignment. And if, I mean, I have seen single parents who have dated to where the custody schedules don't necessarily align, where one of the parents will go to the ex, to the co-parent and say, hey, can I switch weekends? Like there are ways to change your schedules to, to, so that you can spend more time with one another. He basically told you that that's not, he didn't consider that the connection strong enough to where there could be changes within a schedule. So since your schedules don't line up, then, uh, it's not, you're going to part as friends. I think what you did was spot on. I just don't think that he was your person because if he was your person, He'd be like, okay, I think that let's, what can we do to make this work? <laughs> what can we do within our schedule so that can, we can make sure and connect and to be able to spend time and find time with one another? What can I do with my schedule, you know, with my co-parent and what can I, what can you do in your schedule with your co-parent? Right? So it's, I think that what you did was right. And I think it's really easy when you're in that position to second guess yourself and being like, Oh man, I wasted all that time, but you didn't. Cause here's the thing. You were open, you were vulnerable, you were putting yourself out there and you were connecting. And the thing about dating is that you have to go, you're going to have to go through this a lot. <laughs> you do dating. It's, I mean, it's only, that stuff is only made up where like, you only been on one date and then you fall in love and that's the only person that you date and that's the end of the story. No, there's a lot of dating that happens that people don't really talk about. There's a lot of first dates, a lot of first dates <laughs> before you get to somebody to where you really click and then take it to that next level and then click again, right? So it's, I don't want this, to, I don't want this to 
deter you from, can, I don't want you to think that you have to put your schedule out on the line every single first date in order to find a true connection, because that's not true. I think that what you're doing is right. I don't think that schedules should even be brought up until the third date. I completely agree with you. I want the connection to build because you don't want to get, have things get in the way when you don't even have that emotional connection. Because what happens is, is that when you're conducting that first business, that first, uh, date as a business interview ish, right. To where you get out your Google calendars. It's like, you're purposely looking for things on reasons on why you can't connect to that person. It's like someone who comes into my office and says, well, I can't possibly go on a first date with that person because it's not, this is not my type of person, or I can't go on a first date with this person because they're five years, five years younger. I'm like, how do you, that's not a thing. It's like, you're purposely trying to find things to prevent you from having a connection with someone. Leave all of that aside, all of that aside and be in the moment and see if you can have and build emotional connection with someone first, first, then get into all the minutia of all the other stuff that comes later. Because what happens if you're building the emotional, if you bring all that aside and you're truly connecting and you're building that emotional connection with one another, and then you reveal the schedules and you've already built this connection that's strong enough to where you're like, Hey, I'm willing to make some changes. Are you willing to make some changes? Again, this is all about compromise. And dancing house mama, he wasn't willing to compromise. That was basically, that's basically all what happened. Whether you revealed it on the first date or the third date, he's not willing to compromise. But I'm grateful that you went through first and second date because it, you're, again, you're putting yourself out there. You're showing yourself that you can connect and that there are good people out there, right? It's just he wasn't willing to compromise. So bless and release. Moving on. Thank you. Next. Right? So you're not doing anything wrong. Think that what you're doing is spot on. I appreciate you for sharing, for bringing these questions to me so that I can share them with all of you. Uh, and just hang in there. You're going you're gonna to go through this again and again and maybe even again, right? It's going to take some time, especially when you are a single mama. Believe me, I went through all of my 30s, lots and lots and lots of first dates, and I was a single mom of two kids. And there's a lot of different things that you have to go through and a lot of understanding and compromises and non-negotiables and all the things, right? And you're going to figure it out. You just started you just, she just started. So give yourself patience, give yourself grace. You're doing it. You're spot on. Don't, do not get out your Google calendars, no matter what. Do not get out your calendars on the first date. Absolutely not. It's a huge buzzkill. It would, it'll kill any connection. So don't do it. Don't do it. Not until you feel like it's taking it to the next level. Then you can talk about it. So, all right. Hope that answers your question. All right, my love. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, do you mind giving me a little review and little rating up in the corner on Spotify or giving me a little review on Apple? I would really, really appreciate it. And of course, if you haven't subscribed yet, why haven't you subscribed? It's so funny because Apple and Spotify tell me how many listeners beget how many subscribers. I have three times the amount of listeners and subscribers. So just subscribe. Just do it already, okay? And if you're over on Instagram and Facebook, please come follow me at Cat Cantrell. And of course, 
if you need any help with dating, if you want to be, have me as your matchmaker, want to come to my free workshop, seminars, all the things, please make sure and check me out at theheartagency.com. All right. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, true love is waiting for you and I will see you next time. Bye.